Quanta Magazine's podcast. Each week, we bring you stories about developments in science and mathematics. This week, scientists are learning more about sleep on the microscopic level. Biologists have been studying sleep for more than a century, and they've learned a lot. For example, sleep deprivation can be lethal. Sleep pressure, or the need for sleep, increases the longer you're awake. Sleep is also very recognizable in readings of brain activity in humans and other mammals. But the molecular machinery behind sleep remains one of the biggest mysteries in modern biology. Amita Segal is a chronobiologist at the University of Pennsylvania. She says, we still don't know what makes us sleepy on a mechanistic level. Biologists have mutated thousands of lab organisms like flies, picked out those with sleep abnormalities, and studied their genes. They've also studied people with sleep disorders. The idea is that if we can identify which genes cause disorders when disrupted, we'll start to answer questions. Questions like why we get sleepy and what sleep looks like on the molecular level. A team of researchers has revealed the first results of an experiment that takes this approach with mice. Over the course of several years, they have mutated the genes of thousands of mice, hooked them up to brainwave monitors, and watched them sleep. The researchers revealed two genes that seem to be involved in sleep's biological machinery. The first was found in mice that need much more sleep than normal. The other comes from mice that spend less time in dreaming or REM sleep. Masashi Yanagisawa, one of the researchers, says the idea started back in 2007 when he was a biologist at the University of Texas Southwestern Medical Center. He stumbled into the sleep field about a decade before when he and his colleagues identified a protein that turned out to be involved with narcolepsy. People with narcolepsy can go from chatting and laughing to REM sleep in seconds. Studies about mice lacking the protein and research with humans soon established the protein's role. Yanagisawa soon grew more and more interested in cracking open the black box of sleep. Biologists had recently begun screening thousands of mutant flies in search of sleep genes. Flies are constantly in motion when they're awake. Researchers define sleep in flies as periods of inactivity. But the gold standard for studying human sleep is electroencephalography, or EEG. EEG lets observers track the stages of sleep by measuring brain activity. Yanagisawa thought it would be interesting to try that with mice. Mice are much more expensive to study than flies, but they can be fitted with implants that allow EEG. They're also closer to humans evolution-wise. Yanagisawa conferred with Joseph Takahashi, a colleague at UT Southwestern who specializes in big mouse studies. They decided that each week they could mutate 30 or 40 mice, implant brain activity monitors, and see how long they slept and how long they slept in each phase of sleep. The study generated data like those from human sleep studies. Mice with abnormalities could be picked out from their sleeping brain activity. Then scientists could look through genomes to find the genes responsible. The pilot phase began with just a few hundred animals. Yanagisawa says each mouse could be a treasure, you just have to find the right one. Early on, they were encouraged by the discovery of one mouse with sleep abnormalities. And in 2009, Yanagisawa received an enormous grant from the Japanese government to study sleep. The grant was so large that he set up a facility at Tsukuba University in Japan, where he says they're screening 100 mice a week. The new paper reports the results from the first 8,000 mice. For years now, Segal says scientists have been hearing updates on the team's progress at meetings. The identity of the genes has always been a closely kept secret. 
The first gene the team describes makes a protein called SIC3. Mice with a mutated SIC3 gene spent over 30% more time asleep than other mice. SIC3 is an enzyme that uses up the cell's batteries to activate other proteins. The researchers found the mutation had removed SIC3's on-off switch. They believe the mutation jams SIC3 in the on mode. The other gene discussed in the paper came from a mouse that spent less than the usual amount of time in REM sleep. The mutation in this case was in a protein called NALCN, which acts as a channel in the cell walls of neurons. The mutation of this particular mouse may be causing neuronal activity that brings the animal out of REM sleep too soon. But identifying genes related to sleep doesn't lead to answers as quickly as one might hope. Sleep is crucial to survival. That means that there are probably many ways to ensure that it happens, a redundancy that makes sleep difficult to analyze in experiments. Seagal pioneered the study of sleep in fruit flies. She says a mutant fly strain that starts out with a severe sleep abnormality will evolve to sleep more and more normally. And most of the genes linked with sleep in the last decade or so likely have many purposes. This new paper provides a great example. SIG3 doesn't show up in just the brain. Over the years, researchers have found it being used all over the body. Tom Scammell, a doctor and sleep researcher at Harvard Medical School, says SIG3 has been linked to metabolic problems which can make organisms sleepy. He says a medical workup of the mouse might help determine whether its drowsiness is because SIG3 affects sleep directly or because of damage to the liver or kidneys. The collection of genes linked to sleep in humans has been kicked up a notch. Some researchers have used big data sets to see whether these can be linked to specific genetic variations. At least three such studies have been published in the last year. Richa Zaxena is the author of one of those studies. She says, so far, not many of the associations of genes to sleep have been found by more than one study. That's probably the redundancy of sleep again. Almost no genes are so strongly connected to sleep that their influence can rise above the noise. But Zaxena is hopeful that these statistical associations paired with the results of screening studies, can further our understanding of the mechanisms of waking and sleep. For instance, the NALCN channel complex includes a protein that her work has linked with sleep. Finding those connections will make all the difference, says Dragana Ragulia, a fruit fly sleep researcher at Harvard Medical School. She was pleased to learn that a sleep-related protein she'd discovered showed up in the same cells as another sleep-related protein identified by another lab. Even though the significance of the link isn't clear, it's a step forward. But Ragulia says this is normal in a field that's relatively new. Yes, sleep research is an old field, she says, but we're now able to move from a very descriptive, poetic style to a mechanistic one. Yanagisawa and collaborators are trying to characterize SIC3 and NALCN. They're questioning whether they're active and what they interact with. The group continues to mutate mice and watch them sleep. They expect to publish further findings soon.
For more on this story, read Veronique Greenwood's full article, Researchers Tap a Sleep Switch in the Brain, on our website. This episode was produced by Jeanette Kazmerzak. I'm Karen Chakurji. Please take a minute to review this podcast in iTunes. For news, interviews, graphics, and more, visit quantummagazine.org.